Did you just burp? <laughs> I wonder if that got in. <laughs> I don't think so. It was it was more like just a a little ghost. I think it was like it wasn't even a on bird. one of the countdown. I wish I could really, really rip one into the mic. But oh my god, I can't. It was just like a. Uh, so I don't think so. What a way to Sorry. kick things off. Excuse me. Everyone. <laughs> All right, here we go. Hot girl burps. Happy Wednesday, everybody. <laughs> well, welcome back to Fit Literate listeners. I am Carolyn, and I'm here with Laura. And um, that's me. Yeah. Super excited to be recording today. I feel like I need this mental break because I don't know about you, but I have been having just like a it's just been a week so far and it's only Wednesday. Yep. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. You nailed it. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like every muscle in my body is super sore, especially in my hands because I have been painting walls in my house again but this stupid texture that's on the walls of my house makes it impossible to get full coverage of paint on it without like pressing the roller or the brush as hard as you can into all of the little Mm. dimples of the wall so yeah I've been doing I think I did like 14 hours of painting in the last two days and I'm done now (laughs) the only thing I need to do is put the um outlet covers back on the wall but like I'm really happy to be doing something that's not physical labor at the moment sure sure that makes sense yeah that checks out what's something you want to complain about (laughs) uh well your hands hurt my feet hurt because I wore stilettos five days ago no (laughs) five days um so yeah I you know what I hate hearing people between the ages of like 25 and 35 being like I'm so old um but I'm I am having a little moment of feeling that just I never wear heels anymore because why Why would would why would you why would I um and I was like I'll be fine and now I'm having like arch cramps and toe pain and I'm like no so much work for what yeah I'm really sorry to hear that yeah but it was for my best friend's wedding so it was for a good cause true yes oh my gosh how was that wedding it looked you know absolutely beautiful and so much fun oh it was stunning it was perfect it was stunning and I uh I now have you know cut up feet to show for it but it was (laughs) 100% 100% worth well, it. It was the best day of the year. So there you go. Oh, I'm happy for you. And not your feet, though. I hope they feel better. <laughs> soon. <laughs> soon. Soon. Well, the other thing that is like making this week so weird is that I am once again packing, hopefully for a trip I actually get to go on this time that doesn't get canceled by me getting COVID again. And so it's a multi purpose trip. The oh, first yeah. stop. <laughs> Yeah, I leave on Friday morning um, at like 7 a.m. And my first stop is indeed New York City. I won't be seeing Laura that day, though, because as soon as I get there, I will be getting on a bus that's taking me um, a couple hours outside of the city to an adult summer camp for a bachelorette party. And I'm kind of nervous, but also really excited. And the past couple nights, I have been having dreams that incorporated my memories from summer camp when I was in middle school. So, you know, oh, no. it's all happening. 
in, in my brain. Um, but then when the weekend is over, I get back on a bus that takes me back into the city. And instead of getting right on a plane, I'm going to hang out with Laura for a couple days and we're going to record an episode together in person. Yay. I'm so excited. I just bought a new air conditioning unit. So you'll be very, very <laughs> just comfy for me. on my couch. Yeah, just for you. <laughs> Uh, Amazing. Um, so we haven't actually talked about this yet, but I have an idea <laughs> for what we record. It will require audience participation, though. So we'll see if we can get enough material in time. Whoa. But I thought it would be fun to do like a okay. question and answer episode because we haven't done anything like that before. Oh, that could be fun. Right? Yeah, we did like a we did our like 20 questions episode. But that, but was, that was just, just questions like we wanted to ask each other. Yeah. Yeah. No one was listening yet. Do you, think we could, <laughs> do you think we could get enough questions? You know, I keep promising to do a Q&A on my Instagram and the people ask me a bunch of questions and then I get overwhelmed because people want to know things and so I don't answer any of the questions. Um, so maybe if I put out <laughs> another one, people will uh, not learn from past mistakes and they will be willing to say yeah. questions. I think, I think we but should put out a blast. Maybe. I think also if you are listening to this, because this episode is getting released before like I go on this trip. Um, so yeah. yeah, yeah. Cause we're recording this the day before you're listening to it. Um, so if you have any questions that you want us to answer or just like, I don't know, if, if you want to just send us an email, <laughs> tell us a story that's relevant to an like episode you listened to recently. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking it'll note. be like... You can send it to my personal cell phone number, which is... No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> no, this is why we have our email, Laura. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, 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 Carolyn G at gmail.com. Um, so, yeah, send your questions, your stories. Um, yeah, memes, questions, whatever. Send it to... Our email and we'll uh, on like a topic that's not big enough to do an entire podcast on. Yes. Um, or you just want to hear us rant more about some of the, I was going to say villains, but I'm going to say misguided people we've covered so far. Uh, Cause our adversaries, everyone's favorite thing is when we just yell. So. Oh really? Yeah. That's good to oh, know. Yeah. Cause I feel like that's what we yeah. always um, default to. Just a little it's, bit that's of yelling. What I learned in theater school is, uh, you know, experiencing emotion is catharsis for the audience. So I think that's, oh. <laughs> I think that's what we're doing here. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> All right. Well, with that out of the way, um, yeah, please, please send us questions and emails and things like we really do genuinely want to hear from you. And even if we don't get to it in this episode that we're going to record next week, like we want to be answering your questions and speaking to you directly. So it'll be fun for us to have a backlog of stuff that we can tap into in future episodes as well. Yeah. You know, we're sluts for feedback. Maybe oh, we can even, yes. maybe we can do like an Instagram live or something too. We could be handling this all at a different <gasps> time. I don't need to be doing this oh. on the podcast itself, but we should yes. do an Instagram live. Uh, we will have a business meeting <laughs> off of the air. I think that sounds good. <laughs> um, okay. Did you have any other updates before we get into our topic? I don't think so. Okay. Well, if you read the uh, description, then you know that today we are talking about a new 
walking-based fitness trend that has really blown up on TikTok, especially over the past few months, called Hot Girl Walks. And we're going to get into exactly what Hot Girl Walks are, all of our opinions on it and whatever, but we're, we're going to switch things up a little bit today and talk about the history first, because you know I love to do a little deep dive into the trends that came before the trends. Um, so yeah, I guess, I guess I'll just let's get started. It. Yeah, let's do it. So this is going to be a pretty brief history lesson compared to some of the other ones that I've done because strangely, there's not a lot of easy to find information on the internet about the history of walking for fitness. Um, when you Google stuff like that, it mostly just takes you to articles about why walking is good for health, which like, cool. Yeah, absolutely. But there's not a lot of historical information. So this is just going to be kind of a short list of fun facts. So Taking it as far back as I could find anything, the first sort of intentional connection that I could find between people walking for the purpose of fitness and wellness is way back. I didn't even pick a date, but especially uh, Buddhist monks have been doing walking meditations and other very, you know, ancient and long lasting cultures have been doing walking meditations for a really long time. And while that wasn't specifically for the purposes of physical fitness, as we think about it today, I wanted to include it because it's kind of the acknowledging the connection between physical wellness and spiritual wellness, Mm -hmm. which I think is something that is a through line in a lot of the walking trends that we see through history, including the hot girl walks of today. You know, maybe the that girl hot girl walk is uh, just the new Buddhist walking meditation. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Laura's rubbing her forehead. I'm having an intrusive thought right now, which is just hot monk walk. (laughs) No. (laughs) Sorry. Apologies, everyone. Hot monk walk. That's oh I, my goodness! <laughs> Thank you for sharing me on that. Instagram, <laughs> doing my little point five angle selfie, and I'll be like, "Hot monk walk." <laughs> uh. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, I love it. Okay, so anyway, that that is sort of just to illustrate the importance of walking as a part of human well-being for a very long time, um, but. One of the first times we see walking being done specifically for the purpose of physical fitness um, is around um, the same time as so much of where our history lessons start, which is the Enlightenment era and the Industrial Revolution, that general time frame. And while I don't know if this was true of all of his contemporaries, uh, Henry David Thoreau, which other Massachusetts girlies <laughs> definitely learned a lot about growing up, Walden Pond, um, he was really <laughs> he was really into walking, and even published an essay called Walking. Um, that was basically just about how much he loves to go for walks in nature. And um, it definitely also had a kind of spiritual lean to it, definitely in response to the changing world he saw around him because of industrialization 
and the fact that now so many people were spending their days um, cooped up inside, working in factories, working in shops. And he, you know, his privileged ass whose life was paid for by his family so that he could write in the woods. Um, he, <laughs> uh, I, I don't have an overall issue with Henry David Thoreau necessarily, just, you know. He's His like lifestyle original, was subsidized. Um, fun hipster kid who's like, I'm working on my film, and you're like, exactly, exactly. Was Henry David Thoreau the original that girl? Ooh, I don't know. We'll have the to think original, about that further. Like, soft life blogger. <laughs> Sorry, mm. not important. Continue. I mean, he was definitely more of like a. I think he was maybe the original van life, like off the grid. Even though you have enough okay. money to own a house. Okay, sure. Yeah, <laughs> that that's probably the connection I would make. But <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, so Henry published this essay, Walking, and at least in the beginning of it, he's Hello. talking about how he knows people who have jobs that require them to be inside all day, you know, analogous to the nine to five in the office these days. But he's talking about like shopkeepers, factory workers, stuff like that. And he's like, I can't even imagine having to live that way because if I couldn't go outside for long walks every day, like I would lose my mind and, uh, not be all right and I'm like you know what good on, good on you to uh recognize that um one quote from the essay says um here we go I think that I cannot preserve my health and spirits unless I spend four hours a day at least and it is commonly more than that sauntering through the woods and over the hills and fields absolutely free from all worldly engagements and like yeah, I think everyone would probably be a lot healthier um, and in better spirits if they could dedicate four plus hours of their day to leisurely wandering through nature. But um, yeah, not not an accessible lifestyle for most people, unfortunately. <laughs> no, not as relatable as he wants to be. That's for sure. No. But I think he's definitely on to something in that oh, yeah. it is good for the mind, body, and spirit to move and to spend time out in nature. And, if, you know, sauntering through the woods for hours on end is a wonderful way to do that. If Henry David Thoreau was alive today and also like a 20-something, 9-to-5 girly, he would have one of those uh, walking pads under his standing desk. Yes, he would have a walking treadmill. And I think he would probably also be one of those weirdos who um, suns their buttholes. Do you know what I'm talking about? I actually recently learned about this because I had posted a meme about it because I thought that was so ridiculous that it was funny. And apparently this is something Shailene Woodley does and like was oh loud God. and proud about. I don't know. I learned something new every day on the Internet. I remember hearing about this for the first time. It might have been like four or five years ago. And yeah, it was. it's definitely a very like L.A. or like, I don't know, someone who's really, really into paleo type of thing to do. That's the way I see it. Yeah. But it's a anyway, little uh, it, it is. It's pretty funny. Do what you yeah, want I can't imagine doing that to my neighbors. Imagine but the sunburn. Anyway. I know, right? It, 
And I, I saw some comments on a TikTok video that was responding to some people who doing this and people were saying it's literally called where the sun don't shine i <laughs> i think it was, i think it's called that for a reason <laughs> like if we were supposed to be getting sun there it would probably be accessible to the sun without having to lie in a really weird position located in a different place <laughs> on our bodies yeah interesting interesting point they okay make well we're not talking about perennial sunning today uh but speaking of walking treadmills the next fun fact i wanted to share is a little bit of the history of the first treadmills which of course didn't start for a good oh. reason. Uh, the first prototypical treadmill, which was called a tread wheel, was invented in 1818 by uh, some engineer. I didn't put his name down. Um, do you want to guess what it was used for? Um, I'm pulling this out of my uh, perennial zone, <laughs> but child labor? Um, that you're... Like generating energy through... Like human bodies. Yeah, you are on the right track. So it was designed to generate power. Not slavery, but as punishment for idle workers in the factory. So, you know, Uh. idle workers, quote unquote. So, yeah, if you weren't working hard enough at your job, then you You would be... lazy, lazy, turn-of-the-century factory workers. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, And if you weren't doing a good Uh. enough job and working hard enough for your corporate overlord, then you would be put on power generation duty and have to walk on the tread wheel. And this same technology a few decades later was then also adapted as a punishment for people who were serving hard labor as um, a part of their like prison sentence. So that kind of is slavery. Love to see it. (laughs) Shout out to the prison industrial complex. Love that. So the first treadmill that was patented for medical slash fitness purposes, it was patented in 1913 and was first used mostly for the diagnostic process for heart and lung disease. But over time, as people figured out, you know, other ways that it could be used, that cardiovascular exercise can be good for the prevention and treatment of various heart and lung diseases, then the popularity of it kind of, you know, just continued and spun off until now there's just dozens of treadmills in every gym today. So I thought that was kind of interesting. All right. So then we've got a huge gap. I spent a couple hours trying to find information about what was going on with walking for fitness for the first eight decades, seven, eight decades of the 20th century. And there just really isn't anything, and at least not for free on the internet. And most of the stuff that popped up when I was searching for walking fitness trends in the 1950s, it would just come up with YouTube videos or um, of walking workouts to 1950s music or articles that are like, why it's healthy to walk in your 50s. So (laughs) Google was not treating me very well. But I think maybe a part of the reason for this is because at this time, walking wasn't really considered to be a form of intentional exercise. It was more just a part of life. You know, most people, even if they lived in suburban areas and had to drive cars to get to certain places, 
they were usually walking as a part of their day-to-day life, whether it was walking into town or around town to run errands, walking to a neighbor's house, children walking themselves home from school. And it was just, walking was just what you did to do your daily tasks and get from place to place. And it wasn't really a part of the growing fitness industry that was more centered around fitness centers and facilities, home fitness equipment, and workout classes. And it wasn't until the 80s that walking actually became its own distinct exercise trend instead of it just being something that you do. So there were three things that happened in the 80s that really contributed to walking um, being a trendy fitness activity. So the first is the spread and development of shopping malls, which provided this kind of closed loop safe area where people could walk around and basically do laps in a climate controlled indoor environment. Maybe moms could go, you know, walk around the mall while their kids did whatever. And it was a, just a new meeting place that encouraged a lot of walking. The other thing that happened was the invention of the Walkman, which allowed you to listen to your tapes on the go. So now there was something that you could do. You could listen um, to something when you went for a walk. And, you know, people who maybe had treadmills in their homes and wanted to watch TV while they did that, well, now they could take their music or their self-help tapes or whatever as they went. Very similar to how I listen to a podcast every time I go for a walk around my neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And the last thing that really kicked off the walking for fitness trend in the 80s is a book by a doctor named Leonard Schwartz called Heavy Hands. Have you heard of this? No. Why do I feel like I'm about to be introduced to another person that I want to fist fight? You know what? I I didn't do a lot of research into Leonard's biography. I actually don't think he is nearly as problematic as a lot of the other people that we have profiled on this show. Okay. His book, Heavy Hands, was essentially the start of the walking with little hand weights trend. Okay. He created this program and this you sort of fitness why philosophy. I get that whenever you say a name. <laughs> of course, of course, I I know. Um, but his idea, he was a an exercise physiology researcher, a psychiatrist, and a medical doctor. So he was a very well-qualified individual. And he, I guess, was doing a lot of the early research around the health benefits of both cardiovascular training and resistance training and thought, well, if I can combine these both in a way that is easy for the average person to do, um, that could be a really beneficial thing for public health. And I think that is a very admirable goal. And so I was not able to find a free version of this book. I would have had to pay money and order one. And I was doing this research a few hours ago. So that book was not going to get here in time. But I was able to find like a preview of the table of contents. And it's honestly kind of what you would expect. It's some background information about why heart health is important. Um, 
and how aerobic training can be good for heart health. And then a bunch of chapters of instructions on how to use your heavy hands weights as a part of your walking and jogging workouts. And I'm like, this, this was the final piece of the puzzle that I didn't know about. I was like, why when I think of especially the late 80s to early 90s, and this book came out, I think the first version in 82 and the second edition in 84. Okay. So when I think about the late 80s and early 90s, I, I think about suburban moms power walking in their neighborhoods with you know, either their windbreakers or their, you know, whatever little outfits were on trend at the time, sweatbands, Walkman headphones, and the the little one or two pound hand weights and pumping their arms back and forth. And I was like, where did this come from? Why were so many people walking with weights in their hands? And it's, I, I believe it is the heavy hands workout book that is responsible for starting that trend. So between malls, Walkmans, and heavy hands, you've got a whole generation of especially adult women power walking with weights. <laughs> it's like the new guns, germs, and steel. Gu- uh, malls, Walkmans, and heavy hands. Sorry, can we, can we make a meme with that on the yeah. cover yeah, of guns, germs, and steel? Let me write that okay. down. Great, great. So I just thought that was really interesting because when I think of walking for fitness, power walking, it's that archetype of the 80s, 90s suburban mom, either walking around a mall or walking around the neighborhood with the Walkman, the sweatbands and the little weights. Um, So that's how that all came together. And then after that trend sort of hit its peak in the 90s in terms of I don't know if there were articles being written about it or whatever, but just throughout the 90s and the early 2000s, other types of fitness besides walking just kind of took the forefront in terms of trendiness. And even though walking has consistently stayed a common and popular form of exercise, it hasn't had a very media-friendly trendy version of itself, I feel like, until now with the hot girl walk. So Laura, do you want to tell us how our 80s power walking with heavy hands evolved into what it is today? Like, what is it today? (laughs) Yeah, I think like any trend that uh, you can figure out how to monetize and sexualize, it's it's really, really taken off with the TikTok generation. Um, So the introduction of the hot girl walk TM as we know it, was by a TikTok user. This is the handle, at exactly like the other girls. I believe her name is Mia. Uh, This happened in late January 2021. The original video has 3 million views. Now, the original video features clips of Mia uh, from before and after she started doing her quote-unquote hot girl walks um, with the, the thesis being, this is how I changed my body from this to this. Um, mm. So that's, I believe, when we started to see a little bit of a shift because people were walking, right? Like the walks were a huge thing throughout 
the early parts of the pandemic, throughout the lockdown, throughout navigating, you know, new, weird, indoor, less active life. I think, you know, Mm. I live in New York. It's a walking city, which is awesome. But I think for most people, walking usually had a, a utilitarian purpose. Uh, walk to get the groceries, maybe not ne- not just in New York. Like if you live near the store, walk to get something from the store, walk to the post office, walk to meet a friend or something like mm-hmm. that. I don't think there was walk with a little beverage and a podcast quite as much. I know that was an activity I engaged mm-hmm. in, but I was also like a young 20 something depressed in New York City. So that was the the... Yeah, not necessarily a universal yeah, experience. You know, that, that's the the cheap and easy and um, like ethereal thing to do. That's fun is just kind of trudge around like you're a Victorian ghost. In it's a long similar white dress. to like <laughs> it's similar to like window shopping. You know, you're just going and walking around and looking in the stores as opposed to actually yeah. buying them. It's like, well, I'm you know, I don't have anywhere I actually need to be, so I'm just going to walk Everyone around knows that as the if most I do. Mentally healthy thing you can do is go to Target just to do laps and like look at stuff like that's fun that is fun for every single person on the planet but were we doing walking with the purpose of the activity being walking Mm, maybe not so much especially not in say the yeah until until we were all trapped inside our houses and all of a sudden walking seemed like the greatest luxury in the world um because there was so few places to go out and do things that were safe all gyms were closed um like even just in terms of tiktok trends of the time in 2020 i remember there was one sound that was like how did it go it was like this is the time that i walk, walk through, through my, my neighborhood, neighborhood to remind everyone to let everybody in the neighborhood, neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that i'm the main character and i remember a lot of people yeah Exactly. And so I remember a lot of people being like, we're all cooped up in our houses, time to go for the midday mental mm-hmm. health walk. And I, I feel like that was the, like, <laughs> to get really confusing with mixing metaphors here, the COVID lockdown mental health walk walked so that the hot girl walk could run. Yeah, that sounds right. That sounds right. I also think that yeah. we would be remiss not to point out how this coincides with early pandemic panic about weight gain, which was a huge marketing tactic for yes. a while. If you'll remember the the COVID-19, right? Weren't they just calling it that? Or like the, the quarantine 19, yeah. right? People were... Or, yeah. Companies were like panic... the freshman 15. Yeah. Uh, companies were capitalizing on people's panic around putting on weight, which like could have in some instances I'm sure was real and some instances I'm sure was psychological also it was a very stressful time your activity decreased sharply and we were stressed and we were trapped inside like very very normal thing for your body weight Mm -hmm. to fluctuate for any reason but like there are a lot of things we could point to that are not just like you did it because you're bad idiot (laughs) like come on exactly yeah so there was also this uh, or the awful fear-mongering that was like because you gained a few pounds that means your body is now less healthy and your immune system won't be able to handle it if you catch covid like 
Which has been consistently debunked, I'm pretty sure. Yes. Yes. Yeah. There have been a lot of like mixed public health messaging about like the relationship between weight and COVID immunity. And it's like all been debunked and it's just more like anti-fat BS, just to be clear. Um, but there was yeah. also, do you remember the sort of uh, mid-2020 trend of like the quote-unquote post-pandemic glow up? Obviously like post-pandemic never happened. We're still not post-pandemic. Ooh. But there was a wave of messaging around like make good use of this time and when we get out of it, you'll be hot. It w- Yes, it was supposed to be kind of like in preparation for 2021 hot girl summer yes. when you know we're we, we're all finally let out of our houses so yeah use this time in lockdown and isolation for self-improvement I yeah. guess did you spend your national tragedy torturing yourself into getting marginally hotter according to society standards or are you a dumb lazy idiot like <laughs> That seemed to be the exactly. message. Oh so <laughs> January 2020, you know, we all experienced it. We all remember. I just want to bring us back to kind of the mental state where we were. Um, yeah. Uh, so 2021 hits. Um, the This creator on TikTok, which I remember seeing this TikTok when it did the rounds. And I don't think Mia was the first person talking about going on walks. Like everybody was talking about their little walks and how fun it was um, and how important for our mental health it Mm -hmm. was. But uh, Mia was the one who coined the phrase and she also put a list of three rules with it, which we love a listicle. The popularity of Buzzfeed is testament to the internet loves a numbered list. So number one is think about what you're grateful for. So I think in Mia's version, you don't listen to any music or you listen to like late instrumental music. You certainly don't listen to a podcast, um, but you spend mm-hmm. the uh, four miles. It's meant to be four miles, but you can do longer or shorter depending on what's right for you. You spend the four miles. Number one, thinking about what you're grateful for. Number two, think through your goals and the steps to achieve them. And number three, remind yourself of how hot you are. Um, which here's the thing, but if, if the video just laid out those rules and didn't include before and after pictures, I, I love that. Like, I think that just those three rules separate from any sort of expectation for a physique change is awesome and amazing. And when I learned about the hot girl walk at first, I think I saw someone who had seen Mia's video and was copying it and was like, here I am going for my hot girl walk. Here are the three rules. And I was like, this is amazing. Yes. Being a hot girl is a state of mind. Like this isn't about what you look like. It's about how you feel. It's about taking care of yourself. It's about getting your body moving, um, thinking about the things you're grateful for, spending time to be mindful. You know, it really is, you know, like a hot monk walk. You're almost meditating. (laughs) And, and that was the context that I heard about it. And it wasn't until I went and for this episode, 
actually looked up popular content about hot girl walks beyond that one video I saw where I was like, oh, wait, this is a weight loss thing. I was under the impression that it wasn't. Not to make this podcast just a string of TikTok noises that we repeat back at you. But if you go into that hashtag, it's hell in there. It's horror. It's (laughs) we just take things and we ruin them. Um, And I also, unfortunately, just for fun, because this is a a podcast for talking where we talk at each other, want to offer the devil's advocate caveat that if you are focused on do I look like the main character and how hot am I, as we talked about in our... When did we talk about hoes don't get cold? Filter feeders. In filter feeders. Do you remember when we talked about uh, what did the observation theory? Self self objectification theory. Self objectification. That's what it is, and how that mm. takes you away from embodiment. I would counter that focusing on how hot you are, depending on the angle that you're doing it from might thrust you into a zone of self-objectification and be sort of play counter to your your mindfulness objectives. So I would argue that you are correct and word that of, is very word true. Of warning there. Um but also like it's fun to be like I'm hot and like walking. So, you know, I'm not going to put too much of a fight about that. I just want us to for sure put a pin in that mindfully. Um so anyways, of course, the hot girl walk uh, hashtag is now full of get ready with me for my hot girl walk. My hot girl walk is part of my morning routine. My before and after from my hot girl it's walk. It's been sort of absorbed into the that girl apparatus. Absolutely. On top of your um, five to nine before your nine to five and also your five to nine after your nine to five, you have to find a time to go out and get your four miles around Walden Pond. And also it sprung up a whole sort of subset of content creation around staying safe on your hot girl walks, which I think maybe we put this into a different episode, but kind of fear-mongering around true crime and young white women and like the ethics of true crime is kind of an an interesting Mm. subgenre that I've developed a bit of an interest in yeah um but lots of I'm gonna get my summer body with my hot girl walks here's how much weight I lost with my hot girl walks here's my before and after um which like let's look at this objectively for a second if you are not doing any form of exercise or maybe you're doing a, a you, maybe you're doing routine exercise but you're not very active in your life and you start walking 30 minutes a day you're increasing your daily activity you're increasing your non-exercise activity thermogenesis like you're increasing your calorie expenditure <laughs> like yeah, some people are going to experience weight loss from that. Some people won't, and that doesn't mean they and often and working. often because of um, what's it called, like the halo effect. When someone incorporates one lifestyle change, they're often trying to incorporate others. So it's entirely possible that someone who goes on hot girl walks for three months is also on a restrictive diet, and who knows what the actual reason for weight loss is. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think I it, yeah I like that you point out that it's 
it in, it completely makes sense that some people who start going on long walks regularly will experience weight loss. And that's not, we're not trying to say that people are lying about their weight loss or exaggerating it, or even that it's bad that people are experiencing weight loss from hot girl walks. It just sucks that that's what all of the content focuses on. Because what we're so passionate about is de-emphasizing the importance of weight loss as a focus and desired result of exercise because it's not the benefit that the fitness industrial complex has made it out to be. And so when all of the content about a new trend is like, look at this weight loss, look at how skinny I am, look at how much weight I lost. It's like, is that all this is good for? And it's frustrating when it's like, no, it's not. (laughs) That's probably the least important thing about this. Yeah, we literally don't care. Like if you lost weight on your hot girl walks and if you were excited about that, good for you. I literally do not care. I would say that the reason that the hot girl walks, the problem often when we emphasize the weight loss part of it is that our bodies just don't change that much. And there's a lot going on that we don't know about. So if you start a practice with the intention of losing weight and you, it's a lot of these things are so extreme that there's no way in hell that your body could go Mm -hmm. through the changes that you're expecting it to go through. And then that's, extremely demotivating so you're not going to keep up with a health promoting behavior and experience any benefits whatsoever because we get so caught up in numbers of all different kinds but especially weight loss or physical result whatever that is and like never mind the health promoting behaviors some of the things that take off and go viral are like really disastrous for your health some of them are health promoting behaviors that people have crazy expectations for I would say the nice thing about the hot girl walk is an extremely low barrier for entry. There is the potential Mm -hmm. that you could stick with this for a long, long time. I look at this as an extremely sustainable habit, especially because I don't think that actually, no, I'm going to walk that back. I was going to say, I don't see a lot about expectations around like length of the walk or intensity of the walk. But I think the next point I would like to bring up, I'm looking at a TikTok right now. It's played like eight times on my phone. So I should pause it so I don't get all this (laughs) content from the algorithm. Um, But it's a girl on a walk, a person on a walk. And the text says, me on my hot girl walk. Sorry, I'm going to burp again. I had a greens powder. I did this to myself. (laughs) Um, the text on the video says me on my hot girl walks every day thinking it'll get me a summer bod and it says 10,000 steps a day they say I don't know what the joke here is I don't know what the context is I refuse to listen to the sound the top comment is it will if you're consistent babe kiss face Um, ignoring all of that ignoring the summer body rhetoric ignoring you know all the things that we just nuanced ourselves around in a little circle about The 10,000 steps thing is something that I would like to focus on because this is a number that people hold up as a badge of honor, as an ultimate goal, as sort of a panacea for having your life together. Uh, It's like a a magic number. Yeah. 10,000, it's a magic number. Sorry. Um, (laughs) That was so dorky. Yes, it is. I need to go bash my head at the wall. Um, (laughs) Do you know where the 10,000 number came from, Carolyn, originally? I bet you do. Because you're a nerd like me. I do. Do you want to pretend that you don't for the dear Along with the... (laughs) Yeah. 
I I would be happy to. But yeah, along with the um the fun biographical information about um the guy who started Kellogg's cornflakes, oh. this is one of my <laughs> favorite like fitness industry debunking fun facts. So, yeah, so I don't know about it though. <laughs> Where does the number it, come from? Huh? I I don't know numbers. I can't read. Um, <laughs> so the ten thousand steps thing originated from a marketing campaign, not wee-oo, a wee-oo. doctor or a fitness study. Um, a Japanese company called the Yamasa 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 Corporation um, was marketing a step tracker after the nineteen sixty four Tokyo Olympics. And they said that 10,000 was the number to uh, aim for, that that was the perfect mm-hmm. number. I will say I should have put, pulled up an article to cite this. I know for a fact that this is true. You can fact check me if you want, but I don't have the study in front of me. But they've done studies that have shown like, yes, duh, walking is great for you. But the benefits uh, plateau after about 7,000 steps, mm. um, which can be, you know, if someone's like, oh, I'm walking 10,000 steps or nothing, like 7,000 might be a much more reasonable number to aim for. It's kind of like the the Harvard, like, happiness study that they did where people's mm. quality of life plateaus after a certain income. It's the same thing. Like, you can walk more than that, you can walk less than that, but 7,000 seems to be the peak of cost-benefit um, yeah. Ratio. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's my fun little tidbit that 10,000 is a number that was completely made up and then proliferated by the the fitness girlies. Um, yeah. Yeah. The other thing that I would like to cover is that I just said it myself. I think that walking as a trend, as a form of exercise, as an activity is a good thing for us as a society on the whole because it is mm-hmm. fairly accessible it's environmentally friendly um it's economically friendly it's fun it's good for us in a number of ways there are all kinds of things that i don't know well enough to talk about like do you ever listen to the huberman lab podcast yeah yeah I think he's so cool. Word of warning going in there that like there's a lot of like anti-fat stuff and a lot of like diety stuff and a lot of stuff that I'm like rolling my eyes at. But I always learn something like really interesting. He talks a lot about the benefits mm-hmm. of getting like light exposure early in the morning for general health, which is cool. So there's stuff like that. Um, there's stuff from like therapists and neuroscientists about looking out far away from you and your eyes scanning back and forth on the horizon um, and how that's good for us. That takes us out of fight or flight and that can help you get unstuck or experience less anxiety or could potentially. Yeah, I I haven't listened to a lot of episodes of his show, but the ones that focus on things having to do with like sleep, mental health, the nervous system, stuff like that, I think is often really interesting. And um, he's definitely someone who is good at analyzing research. Yes. Yes. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, The the eye movement stuff wasn't from his podcast. That's just something I've like vaguely heard about. Again, Mm. I should have cited some sources that aren't me, but just bringing up like there are, other there's other good stuff that walking can contribute to that's not just like your body physically moving in space right um yes where was i going with that 
walking, net positive, super accessible. Oh, it's also fairly easy to incorporate into a daily routine. Obviously, you can make things a lot harder for yourself if you must getting your 10,000 steps or whatever. Uh, But for most people, like leaving the door to get to the gym is the hard part, right? Getting getting yourself together to go to a class. A walk, you just leave your door and maybe you don't even have to wear a bra and you can make it as short or as long as you like and you can do it wherever you are and whoever you are. Yeah, so there's a a low barrier for entry that I think is really exciting because that usually means that it will be doable for a lot more people than, you know, say when like Pilates or like Barry's boot camp classes become. Not everybody can go to a soul cycle class, but a lot more people can go out for a walk. Well, Carolyn, did you know that if you trade in your Peloton bike, you can get over 47 soul cycle classes? So they're basically free. So you don't know what you're talking about because that's extremely accessible. Just give up your $2,000 piece of gym equipment. Yeah, I forgot that everyone just has a Peloton bike. (laughs) Just everybody has their Peloton lying around and I know you're not using it anymore. So just give it to us. Um, yeah absolutely <laughs> if you think I'm completely nuts you don't know what I'm talking about that was a recent marketing campaign by soul cycle it's gotten a lot of flack um yeah I actually on. had not heard of that <laughs> you haven't heard of this we should have done it on no so damn oh, it's really okay. good content that's okay. but that's about that's about as deep as it goes that's all you have to know really um okay yeah so this was my uh my little pet project for the moment that uh there is a a subset of the trend, a, a micro trend within the macro micro trend of hot girl walk starter packs. Leave it to TikTok to take something free, easy, and accessible and make it an aesthetic. <laughs> Commodify uh, so it, baby. <laughs> yeah. And then link it in your storefront. Um, so... I'm going to read to you this list. Of course, this was done in kind of a a point and lip sync video, but I made it a list. Don't worry. I know you love a list. So here is what is recommended. For the millennials out there. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Here's what's recommended for your hot girl starter pack. Um, An exercise dress. A pair of sneakers, preferably Hoka Clifton 7s. Um, A set of Bala Bangles for your heavy hands, uh, the Lululemon belt bag to carry your, you know, valuables close to the chest. Um, so, you know, maybe you've got your pepper spray in there. Maybe you just got your house keys. Maybe you've got your wallet so you can stop it. Starbies on the way. Um, your AirPods so you can listen to your manifestations or your music or whatever. Um, and an Apple watch, because of course you need to know how many steps you're, taking otherwise it's worthless if you can't put a number next to it um you can't stop the walk until you close all of your rings yes so I was just like hmm uh you know some of these things I'm looking at like oh you know I have sneakers I do have you know headphones and stuff but if I was going online and I was like I want to start hot girl walking and I want to do it the right way and I'm going to buy all this hot girl starter pack equipment because that's what the internet told me to do um that exercise dress is going to run you, on average, a hundred bucks. The cheaper ones mm-hmm. are like 60 70 bucks, which still makes me want to scream because it's made out of 
you know, rubber. <laughs> um, those Hoka Clifton recycled are, rubber, if you're lucky. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Hoka Clifton sevens are a hundred and forty dollar pair of sneakers. Did I say a hundred and forty dollar pair of sneakers? Yeah. Sorry, my brain, my <laughs> brain burped this time. Um, the Bala Bangles, which are you know a one or two pound weight, wearing around you could wear around your wrist, which you could literally carry a full water bottle and it would have the same effect are going to run you upwards of $50 for the set. Uh, the Lululemon belt bag, which is literally a rebranded fanny pack, uh, which I'm sour about because I want one so yeah. bad because it looks so cute. But let's keep in mind, it's a fanny pack, $76. Uh, the AirPods, the newest AirPods are about $180, depending on where you buy them. Or if you're going really, you know, you're in it for the aesthetic, you're going to get the sage green Apple headphones, the AirPod Max. Those are going to run you $550. And sidebar, I've heard the sound quality is not that good. Um, And then that Apple Watch, of course, is going to run you on the low side, a cool $750. On the high side, like $1,400, $1,500. So I added added this up, and you're looking at about $1,300 to get started on your hot girl walk. Technically, $1,296, not including tax, um, which is over $100 a month, $108 a month, which is a very, very swanky gym membership or like four in-studio classes a month. And I'm not saying any of those things are better or worse than each other. Certainly, do what you like, buy what you like if you can afford it. Enjoy your nice things. Mm-hmm. It's fun to participate in trends. It's fun to have to curate an aesthetic. Sure. It's it's a good time. I just want to point out that again, the that girl aesthetic has jumped in to ruin the party for everybody. And now we've taken something accessible and affordable and turned it into a tagged capitalist hellscape. Yeah. Yeah. And ran. I know. And it's just so disappointing because you're right that I, I think for people who maybe don't have a lot of confidence around participating in fitness, they are going to feel self-conscious about not doing it the correct way. There's going to be a number of people who feel like they need to be wearing the right thing, have the exact correct equipment. Otherwise, it's not right. And a part of the reason that people will think that is because of content like this that makes it seem like these particular brands and these particular products are a necessity in order to perform the activity correctly. When really... The bottom line is she's just saying, these are the things that I like to use when I go on a walk. This is my favorite brand of walking sneakers. This is the outfit that I feel comfortable wearing. These are the headphones that I like to use. But you don't need to use the same ones as anyone else. You can wear the sneakers that you already have. You can wear whatever clothes you feel comfortable in. You can wear whatever headphones are lying around your house. You don't need a fitness tracker or an Apple watch. You can just keep your phone in your pocket. It like it's the it doesn't have to be this the aesthetic specific of expensive way of doing it. Be yeah. inextricably linked to the aesthetic of health in this country. And yes. It is not a bad thing to want to fit in with the crowd like that. We're social animals. That's kept us alive for 
the entirety of absolutely lifetime is like you know being being inclined towards acting like each other and wanting to form societies and group ourselves like that instinct is not bad it's not like be your own person you should like no it's that no no she's not a podiatrist she's not saying the hoka clifton seven (laughs) is the superior walking sneaker and this will keep you walking until you're 100 i've heard hokas are really great i'm not dunking on hokas i'm just saying she bought them because her three favorite influencer girlies bought them and that's i -hmm. think an important thing to just always have in the back of your brain that if someone is telling you to buy something, yeah. most likely someone told them to buy it because we don't need to advertise stuff that we actually need, such as walking outside and water and the sunshine, right? Like, and mm-hmm. often mm-hmm. trace the commission. Trace the commission. Is it linked? Yeah. If it's linked, she's selling it to you. Um, that's me included. I link stuff all the time. It's not an evil thing. It just means you don't need it. If you like it, it's there yes. for you. You don't need it and you don't need to be paying $1,300 to go on a walk. You're not getting any more benefits out of that walk. Exactly. And like, and not that I think this is necessarily the mindset that anyone listening to this podcast would have, but if you've seen people posting about going on their hot girl walks and you're thinking that looks so much fun, I want to do that but you thought that because I don't have a matching workout set or because I can't afford this pair of headphones that your walk doesn't count as a hot girl walk. Like I said before, being a hot girl is a mindset. It has nothing to do with what you look like or what you own. So you can call your hot girl walk a hot girl walk if it's down to the end of the driveway to get the mail and you're in your slippers and pajamas. No one can tell you otherwise. Correct. (laughs) Correct. Also, just a a tip that I've learned the hard way is when you start a new habit, don't buy a ton of shit that's going to help you with that habit until you know the habit's going to stick. Yes. Um, And again, this is where the benefits of this being a trend come in because I genuinely think that this is a pretty easy habit to stick to. This is not like hot girl walks are unsustainable, but like, no, like, if you're investing in things to yeah. make your hot girl walks nicer because it makes you more likely to do them, like go off, do whatever you want, but you don't need it. Sure. And and the $1,300 that you would be spending on the hot girl walk starter pack, all those things are fairly multi-purpose. It's not like you're buying $1,500 of, you know, rock climbing equipment or a surfboard, yes. you know, you can wear an exercise a dress Peloton. to the grocery store and you can use, uh, yeah, exactly. So, you know, if you want to spend your money on those things, you'll probably use it whether you use them for walks or yes. not. Um, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I feel like the last thing that we have to talk about is how this trend of the hot girl walk fits into this growing trend of the of a an increase in popularity for lower intensity exercise which is something that I think we're going to cover in more detail in a future episode but I just wanted to bring it up in the context of the hot girl walk because when I first started seeing posts about this and remember the posts that I was seeing about hot girl walks were not from these accounts that were promoting it as a weight loss method. I was mostly seeing it from my mutuals or people who 
I don't know. The algorithm was sending me videos where people are like, ooh, hot girl walk with my matcha latte. And it had nothing to do with weight loss. So it wasn't until recently that I learned that this is also a weight loss trend in some contexts, a lot of them. Um, But one of the reasons I was so excited to see this trend being so popular is because I think it is it's showing that the pendulum is swinging back from the last decade or so of this obsession with extreme high intensity exercise that is just simply not appropriate for a lot of people and not safe for a lot of people. Um, Like especially when I was coming up in the fitness industry, like I got certified in 2013 and that's when I started working as a personal trainer and teaching group fitness classes and stuff. This was around the same time that CrossFit was sort of at its peak of popularity. And just this idea of like the grind set, but in the gym where you are just working yourself into the ground, like no days off, no excuses, all or nothing mentality. A lot of the things that we kind of debunk in our mini episodes um, is... I've resented that trend in fitness so much for all of the time that I've worked in the industry because I am not someone who likes to do a lot of really high intensity exercise. The times in my life where I have, it's been really bad for my health. I've gone into a state of being over-exercised and I've seen it happen with so many people as well. And one of the reasons that people find themselves there is because They have been told through the marketing campaigns in the fitness industry over the last 10, 15 years that this extreme high intensity forms of exercise is what they need to do in order to either get the health results or the aesthetic results that they want. And oftentimes they end up doing themselves a lot of harm, making themselves sicker, seeing the opposite type of results that they're looking for because it's not sustainable and it's too much for their body to handle, especially if they already live a really busy, stressful life. So seeing an increase in the popularity of things like going for a leisurely walk or, you know, doing something that isn't about getting as sweaty and sore and tired as possible at First, I saw that and was like, yes, two thumbs up. I love the direction this is going, that people are getting on board with not having to destroy themselves every time they decide to move their bodies. Of course, it's swung back too much in the opposite direction. And now it's not about doing tough mutters and boot camp classes to impress the people around you with how dark and gritty and hustle you are. It's about having your nice little aesthetic morning routine so you can post about it on the internet in solitude. And we're swinging into uh, healthism and and elitism and wellness aesthetic instead of... uh, yes. Like and it's still it's still about being thin. It's a different it's kind still of about weight loss. Instead of it being an antidote to all of this disordered, over exercising, you know, extreme fitness and saying, whoa, this isn't good for us. This is actually hurting a lot of people. Let's let's pull back on this intensity a little bit and and people saying, you know what, I actually need to kind of step back from this intensity. I need to take a break because this isn't good for my health. The predominant message is all this heavy weightlifting is making me bulky. All of this extreme exercise 
is giving me hormone damage and I'm now gaining weight and the weight gain and the being too big, being bulky is the reason that I need to then switch to low intensity stuff because that is what is going to make me thin. That is what's going to help me lose this weight. That's what's going to make me like dainty and slender. No, and now it's like, we're, we're no, just another way. No, for it's just going people to be scared out of picking up weights and to pick up resistance training, and that is yes. so important for health and aging. And it's just, it's, yeah, it's just, oh, now we figured out the secret of how to be skinny. We thought we had it before, but we were mistaken. Now we figured out the true secret. It's so, it is so similar to the pendulum swinging from like super low fat diets for weight loss to research coming out that like, oh wait, this maybe isn't actually necessary for heart health and whatever. And seeing the pendulum start to swing the other way and then realize, oh no, now people are recommending keto and paleo and the carnivore diet because it will make you skinny. And it's like, just because the pendulum is swung in terms of which extreme of behavior is trendy, the intention behind the behavior has not changed. And that is what infuriates me so much that even though this trend could be so good for so many people, because it could give them an outlet to exercise, connect with their body, take care of their physical health in a way that doesn't overdo it and get them injured, exhaust them, all that stuff. Instead, it isn't about any of those lovely health and wellness benefits. It's still just about weight loss and being skinny. And that is still mentally and emotionally just as toxic. Like if you are going on leisurely walks or you are lifting super heavy weights, if you're doing either of those things because you think it will make your body look correct, neither neither of those approaches is going to be and good for you it's mentally. it's probably going to get worse because – Uh, Over the next few years when we go into, I mean, hopefully a more post-pandemic phase, um, I've been learning about this from Imani Barberin, who if you don't follow her different places, uh, please do that. Crutches and Spice. spice. She talks about how after pandemics, we start to see an uptick in interest in eugenics. Um, Just had to throw that word into this episode Mm -hmm. because we haven't said it yet like we normally do. Uh, But there's going to (laughs) be a really tunnel visioned focus on having the right kind of body and having the all the markers of someone who is dedicated to their health because it's good for the individual and it's the the right way to be and it's moral and it's how it's good for the country. So uh, it will probably get worse before it gets better. And and because of the history. Um, oh, I was just going to say because of the history of our collective understanding of what it means to be healthy, um, it's all going to come back to thinness like it always has for the last hundred years. So um, just be be careful of the messages. We will probably cycle through again. Oh, Yeah. And just just be careful of what you let yourself internalize. Like when you see something popping up on your social media feeds that has to do with some new health trend or whatever, be just be really conscious of 
the way that you are engaging with that content? Are you just taking it at face value or are you taking a moment to critically think about who is saying this? Why would they be saying it? Who potentially benefits from this message spreading? How does this make me feel about myself? Who in society would be harmed by this message being widely believed or policies or widespread behavior change happening because of this message. Um, you know, that's, that, that's the fit literacy, fitness literacy that we are talking about. So it, walking is awesome. I love my version of the trend of the hot girl walk where it's about Likewise. doing a low intensity form of exercise that gets you, you know, up and moving around and also away from screens out in nature, potentially where you are connecting with your body and yourself. Maybe you're listening to a podcast or music. Maybe you are just doing a Maybe walking meditation or literate. thinking about your goals. Maybe you're listening to fit literate and that the reason it's called a hot girl walk is because it's just a cute, you know, flirty, sassy name, and it has nothing to do with weight loss or looking a certain way because, as I already said twice, being a hot girl is a state of mind. So yes. I highly recommend that type of hot girl walk, and I do not recommend engaging with a lot of hot girl walk content on TikTok because most of it is, it, yeah, just this new form of, like, commodified weight loss and um, is not worth your time and energy. Yeah. Yeah. And another gentle reminder that when you're consuming someone's content, you are not seeing the other 23.9 hours of their day. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any other I'm always I'm final always nervous thoughts? to say another sentence because I could open up a whole new can of worms. But uh I'm excited <laughs> about this. Our, our unofficial two-parter to this episode will be Carolyn and I discussing the n- new interest in low impact exercise, the re- the reaction to the reaction to the reaction of the trends and things to embrace and things to look out for. I'm very excited about that. Yeah. We're going to be going more deeply into that overall trend um, in general as it relates to hot girl walks and otherwise. Um, But I think we should end on a fun note. And what is your ideal going for a walk situation? Like if you were to go for a walk right now, like what would be the perfect walk? Well, not to be a downer, but I would not leave my apartment right now because it's about 900,000 degrees in New York. But Okay, so the weather would be perfect, different. <laughs> my perfect hot girl walk is like first thing in the morning, I mobile order either an iced Americano or a matcha latte. Um, I love mobile order. It's my it's my vice in this lifetime. I love it so much. Um, and then I'll take like a nice long walk through one of one of New York City's many beautiful parks, um, preferably in the direction of maybe the sunrise. And I'm listening to a nice little curated morning playlist. And then about halfway through, I switch to whatever podcast I'm working my way through during that day's, you know, chores and commute and downtime and all of that. 
And it's probably like, I love a long walk. I really, really love like a 45 mm-hmm. minute oh, walk. Me too. Any, me even too. if I don't use the whole time, if it's, if I know I have less than an hour, I feel rushed. So I, but yeah. you know, yeah. when do I have time for that? So usually it's like 20 minutes, but a 40 minute mm. to an hour walk. Perfect. I don't have to pee. Usually the coffee hasn't hit my intestines yet. Um, it's there just enough time to like get my body moving, work up a little, a little shimmer of sweat. Yeah. How about you, Carolyn? Yeah. What's your ideal well, about girl walk? I, I realized that I meant to, I'm, I meant to bring this up when I was talking about my own love for walking and why I was so excited about this trend becoming a thing when I first learned about it. So I got COVID back in 2020 and it was like before vaccines. It was when it was even still hard to like get a test. It was awful and so stressful. But the worst part of it is that I had like one persistent symptom even after I was better and was, you know, fully negative of the infection. And basically my exercise tolerance was in the toilet for about four months Mm. after, um, after I was, after I got sick. And because of that, I had to quit a job that I had teaching, um, indoor cycling classes. Um, this was in a weird time in Florida when gyms were back open. So I didn't even really want to be in studio anyway. So it it all worked. But every time I did try to teach a class after getting sick for about a week after that, I like intense rib pain and all, all this crazy stuff. It was horrible. So for months I couldn't push myself physically at all. The only thing that I could do with any kind of regularity was go for a walk. And so walking around downtown Orlando was my, uh, my favorite part of my day. It was the only exercise that I could do without getting intense body pain or, you know, putting myself on the couch for 48 hours. And like, I don't know what I would have done if I hadn't been able to go for walks. Um, similarly, when I was living in Connecticut and was like the most depressed that I've ever been in my life right before moving to Orlando, the only thing that kept me sane through the job that I hated, living in a weird town, you know, just hating almost everything about my life. Um, the one thing that kept me sane was that I went through a walk on like the cross country trails of the high school that I lived right next to. So I was on my Henry David Thoreau (laughs) shit walking in the woods for hours every day before I had to go to my terrible job as a quote unquote personal trainer, but actually supplement salesperson. And so, yeah, walking is very near and dear to my heart. Um, I still walk almost every day now through my neighborhood and it's lovely. I do miss my walks um, in downtown Orlando where my apartment used Mm -hmm. to be. So I think now my perfect walk would be uh, in like November when it's still warm in Florida, but it's not hot. Mm. So wearing leggings outside, you're not just sweating through them immediately. And if it's early enough in the day or late enough in the day, you might actually want like, you know, a little light long sleeve layer. Beautiful. Love it. I would drive myself to downtown and, you know, park wherever, 
walk myself to one of my two favorite coffee shops, get a little drink, walk down to the park that's around the lake, and I would do a couple laps. And on my last lap, I would stop at the grocery store that's right there, pick up whatever snacks I want, whatever I can, you know, would fit in like two grocery bags, just some special little treats, ingredients I need, and then go home and make myself a lovely meal. And that would be my ideal hot girl walk. (laughs) You're also a big fan of a hot girl paddleboard or kayak. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. uh, Kayak. Mm. Um, It's definitely a little hard right now because got to get up early if it's before the hot Mm -hmm. part of the day, but I do love to go out on on the kayak. Yeah. I'm also, I will say, I'm a big fan of a... Sp- I didn't know I was allowed to pick a specific day. I didn't know I was allowed to time travel for this. So I'm setting it for a springtime morning walk. And I'm in big Ooh. sweater, tiny pants. I'm in bare legs. Oh, love. Old sweatshirt. That's ideal weather for Bike me. Bike shorts. Yeah. Dad sweatshirt. Yep. On your, yeah. you're on your Henry David Thoreau shit. I'm on my Princess Diana shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my goodness. I love it. All right. Well, that was so much fun. I was so excited to talk about this. It's like, it's the most specific niche topic ever, but I feel like we brought some good analysis and nuance I hope to and it. pray that someone looks at the episode title and they're like, what's a hot girl walk? That doesn't make any sense. Like I hope for someone, the peace of mind that you, I don't even know if I'm going to title it that though. I might title it. I might title it hot monk walk. We'll see. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, do we have a big, like Buddhist listenership? Are we going to massively offend anyone with that? It's probably fine. You know, I probably shouldn't title it that. I probably, uh, I'll, I'll think of something. We'll see. We'll I don't think see. it's that bad. If you're listening to this, you already know what I made my mind up about. <laughs> um, okay. If, now that you've listened to the end of the episode, vote on what you think the episode should be titled and <laughs> get back to us. What the name should be. Yeah. I'll change it. Um, All right. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. If you want to support the show and get access to exclusive episodes, you can go to patreon.com slash fitliteratepod. We've got three different tiers you can join at, but they all get the same benefits. It's just how much money you want to pay every month to support the show. Um, Also, if you have a question or a story or anything that you want us to read next week, you can email it to us at carolynv and G at gmail.com. Or shoot a DM directly to FitLiterate because we will lose it if it's in our personal inboxes, but FitLiterate, we will see Yes. Yeah. Don't DM it to one of us. DM it to the Fit Literate Instagram account. So go follow that Fit Literate Pod. And yeah, I think I think that's all the housekeeping. Anything else before we go? I think that's it. I'm excited to um, meet you in person finally. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I'm so excited! It's gonna be so much fun. Although I will say I am stressing about packing because I I don't know how to dress cool enough for New York. Like, I don't know what clothes I'm going to bring. We're going to be on our hot girl walk shit, Carolyn. We're going to have to take a bunch of fitness (sighs) content, fitness girly content. So just bring all your matching sets. (laughs) Space is limited because remember, I also have to pack for adult summer camp. So we'll see what I can come up with. That's really actually quite stressful. Just don't bring any shoes that aren't (laughs) sneakers. That would be my biggest thing is that you can wear a fancy ass outfit with just sneakers. Okay. 
just sneakers. Fair enough. The other thing about this summer camp is that all of the dinners have like theme nights. So one of them is like a Dolly Parton themed hoedown. And another one is like a night in Havana, like Cuba themed. I don't know. It's all very weird. (laughs) But I I need to bring costumes. You're going to need like three suitcases. Yeah, that that is stressful. When I went to actual summer (laughs) camp, I had a big trunk that I brought. I can't bring that. (laughs) No, not on a bus. Not on a bus. Or a plane. Hmm. Well, I'll, I'll make it work. You can always borrow my clothes when you're here. You're going to be just, we can rewear some of those outfits and just be like, it's a fit. And nobody's, we're not going to go down to Soho. So nobody with a camera is going to stop us and be like, where's your outfit from? Like it's, you know, so <laughs> what are you it's gonna wearing? Be okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, I appreciate that. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. The next time you hear us, we'll be sitting in the same room. So yay. Look Woo! forward to that. We love you so much. Goodbye. Bye.